American Exceptionalism News Network. Take off the tinfoil hat and put on the Kevlar. It's time for battle with Paul Preston and the Agenda 21 Show. Well, hello and welcome to Agenda 21 Radio. This is the radio show that is stopping totalitarianism, one exceptional American at a time. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, are you that exceptional American? I suspect you are. That's why you're listening to this radio show. So welcome aboard. A lot of things going on here on Agenda 21 Radio. Remember to visit our website, a21r.com. That's a21r.com. And of course, newcaliforniastate.com, state of the future. No question about it. Wow, just a lot of things going on. There's, Like I said, there's no question about it, all the things that are going on. So welcome, Award. Um, it was an interesting interview with Dave Hodges of the Common Sense Show, and uh, he's got some things going on, and we're really uh, excited for him, and we're also excited for what we're doing in New California. And, of course, the convention's coming up. It's going to be in uh, September, September 10th, 11th, and 12th. We're going to be hearing from Charlie Kirk. Um, from Turning Point USA. He's going to be the, the first headliner. We have some more coming up, and we're going to be sharing with those headliners with you um, in the near future. Actually, today, some of them. Yeah, well, we can just do some right now. Um, definitely, Peggy Hall is going to be with us, and also not related to one another, Chris Ann Hall. <laughs> uh, two 
absolutely dynamic speakers that are constitutional people. And, of course, uh, Peggy Hall is leading the charge against the uh, no-mask business and understanding why it's no mask, no mas, you know. And, of course, um, Chris Hall has been one of our consultants for our Constitution. So we're going into Constitutional Convention. That's going to be happening pretty soon. And uh, so that's um, one of the reasons why we're having our our uh, 7th Constitutional Convention. And then we're going to finally get into the 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 sequestered Constitutional Convention, which we're going to lock the doors and just chain everybody up inside and say, don't come out until you have the document ready. One of those kind of deals. So, uh, you, you know, they'll be able to come on, come and go, you know, but this the, the idea that they're going to be, it's going to be a, a feast for those that, that are intellectually inclined and certainly steeped in constitutional law. But, you know, the, uh, the the writing of a constitution is quite a dynamic process, and we're, we're more than happy and more than ready to uh, make all this happen. Okay, so we've got all kinds of things happening around the world, and I just want to bring you up to speed on what's been happening. Um, we're going to probably dive into the Gateway Pundit. We've been uh, um, looking at the riots that have been going on, and of course the dynamics of these uh, Democratic mayors and these Democratic uh, governors, and how they're trying to uh, prevent people from doing things. Um, now we've got this one, the D.C. mayor, mayor who's a complete loon, and by the way, where are those Black Lives Matters uh, were they painted on the road? You know, there's a case out here in California that a woman um, t- told the city, this is a Redwood City, that if the, she, if the city actually gave paint to Black Lives Matters to paint actual Black Lives Matter on the road. And so she said she wants equal representation because it, the city created a forum for political speech. <laughs> so she wanted to put uh, the same sign up uh, in the same area. She wanted to put uh, Trump 2020, <laughs> mega 2020, I think is exactly what she wanted. And she was, and she, by the way, the city would have to comply with that. That's just, uh, that's, that's just uh settled law for a long time that when you open a forum, when a public institution, especially like schools, they open forums up politically, you have to give equal opportunity to the other side. And, um, that's fundamentally the law, but the city backed away from it. They they just erased it. Actually, it was a, a dissolvable paint. The paint has dissolved, and they don't want to let her be able to put that up. But they're going to lose in court. <laughs> they're still going to have. She's demanding equal time, so she wants to put Mega Twenty Twenty up on the streets out there in Redwood City. Redwood City is a part of San Mateo County which is right there in the middle of the heart and soul, if you will, of um, Silicon Valley, literally. So it's going to be quite a challenge, I think, for um, San Mateo at this point in time. So the D.C. mayor, as you know, wrote Black Lives Matter, and she's still going to have to comply with that also. So at some point in time, somebody's going to get, maybe you listen to, you know, listen to Agenda 21 Radio on Red State Talk Radio. Maybe you're listening right now to this. You can demand equal time for the D.C. mayor. Equal, because she created the political forum for for political speech. You see what I mean? She created that forum. So, you know, when you have opposing, you know, you have opposition, um, you have to provide equal time. (laughs) So as long as that's up there, somebody can come along and go Trump twenty mega twenty twenty Trump twenty twenty or something like that, whatever you know, whatever they want to come up with. 
she has to provide that. It's, it's just, I think it's hysterical. And then there's de Blasio. De Blasio. He's going to have to provide that in New York. I just can't wait until maybe just before the election, maybe two months before the election. By the way, there's 90, what, 99 days or something like that before the election. Maybe just two months before the election, these people, oh, you know, you've had these signs up for two months. Now it's Trump 2020. you got to race it or allow us equal representation, equal opportunity to express our political belief in the forum that you provided, which was the street. These guys are morons. They just don't see this coming. But, you know, just I know it's going to make everybody really happy on the left to have Trump 2020 or Mega 2020 written on their streets. <laughs> I think it's hysterical. You could, you know, I think you could even make the case that Trumpers should be allowed to graffiti the city of Portland at will to the same extent that the gov- the mayor of Portland has allowed them to graffiti anti-Trump messages. Because he's allowed it. He hasn't stopped it. The moment he started spraying stuff, it's a riot, basically. You're destroying property. Hello, destroying property is okay. So now I think we need to claim our equal rights and, well, not do any kind of destruction. I mean, I, but just agree to a political theater, just paying it on the streets all around Portland, Trump 2020. And put loudspeakers up, and we could have those girls, the girl bands playing Trump 2020. You know, that, oh, that would be hysterical. That would drive these people nuts. Just uh, have a plane, a, a plane with a banner, Trump 2020, and a big bullhorn playing the music. Wow. But things are heating up. And as these things go, and I think this is what's really important, as these things go, the heat is on. And uh, we're seeing, I think, the evolution of a real problem happening right before our very eyes. And a lot of people might understand what I'm talking about. I'm going to give you sort of a clue about what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, well, like something that might have happened in Yugoslavia. Right. President Trump is on your side and on the side of liberty. Because if he weren't, they wouldn't try this hard to sabotage him in every way possible, to make a nightmare out of his life and his presidency, and to remove him from the office. He's in their way of them getting what they want. But he cannot fight this battle alone. He's having a very hard time right now, defending your freedoms. That's why you must show him you stand tall and proud with him, united in a fight against tyranny, against hate and violence, and against the ultimate evil of socialism. You must show your open and unlimited support to his vision of draining the swamp and protecting the law and order and freedoms of American people. You must understand that, besides being a gatekeeper of free America, President Trump is also a gatekeeper of the free world. This means that if we, free people of the world, lose America, we will lose the world as well. You must not make the same mistakes us Yugoslavs made. Because the only casualties of our mistakes were ourselves. This is different because now the future of the whole free world is in your hands. Yeah, we'll be hearing more from this young lady in a minute. Yugoslavian who talks about what's happening to America right now happened to Yugoslavia in the 90s. We'll be right back. We're sending out an SOS to the last vestiges of freedom, democracy, and the American way of life. Paul Preston. 
protecting your phone conversations from snooping agencies, foreign governments, and those who would use your conversations the recent to hurt events you in the United States is the most important action that you can take today. DEF, Defense Enabling Assisting Framework, protects all your conversations and text messages. Don't find your conversations on social media sites or in the storage bins with big governments around the world. Protect your conversations today with the DEF system. I've used the DEF system since 2014 and have been 100% protected. Go to A21R.com, that's A21R.com, and sign up for the DEF system today. That's A21R.com and sign up for the DEF system today. Protect your conversations today with the DEF system. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. My employees and I would like to thank you for making MyPillow possible. Years ago, when I invented MyPillow, I thought I was the only one out there with problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat, I'd flip-flop all night or wake up with a sore neck or headache. So that's why I invented MyPillow. You can adjust MyPillow's patented fill to your exact individual needs to help you get to sleep faster and stay there longer to get the quality sleep you need. I back it with my 10-year warranty and my 60-day money-back guarantee. And now to thank you, I'm bringing back my best offer ever. Buy one of my MyPillows and get another one absolutely free. Call 800-266-4715. That's 800-266-4715. And use the promo code AGENDA. 800-266-4715. Promo code AGENDA. You buy Aram Solar. Yes, if you want to make sure your house is powered and you want solar, go to Rom Solar. But also, because of the recent behavior of California, boy, how appropriate it is we're talking about that right now. Shutting off power to 43 counties is not a fun thing. And by the way, it doesn't need to happen. But if it does happen, you need to be prepared. Get yourself a generator for your house. Rom Solar can do just that. It can provide electrical power at any time for any shortage that pops on. If it, your power pops off, they will pop on with a generator. All you need to do is give them a call at 866-676-5276. That's 866-676-5276. That's a ROM Solar, the best solar you can get, but also the best generation you can get when your house runs out of energy. Don't let yourself be held hostage by the energy companies any longer. That's 866-676-5276, a ROM Solar. One five promo code AGENDA. There are enough laws on the books by Congress that are very clear in terms of how we have to enforce uh, our immigration system. He's undoing the U.N. one community at a time. It's Paul Preston. This is my message for the greatest country in the world. In the light of the recent events in the United States, I felt morally obliged to shed light on a very similar chain of events that took place in my country during the 90s. The cause of those events was the same, a constantly re-emerging ultimate evil, nihilistic, non-theistic religion slash cult 
That caused hundreds of millions of deaths in the 20th century and countless suffering. Now, proponents of that religion want to run the experiment once again, and in that experiment, you people of America will be lab mice. Not so long ago, I was a lab mouse of dictators in my country. That country was Yugoslavia. Rather than giving you lessons about history of my country, I want to give you the timeline of the events which led to an extremely bloody war and dissolution of Yugoslavian Federacy. I will leave it to you to make conclusions about similarities with recent events in the United States. In the 1989, the fall of the Berlin Wall marked the victory of the free world over tyrannical monstrosity of communism across the Europe. However, Yugoslav communists didn't feel like letting go of their precious powers. Since the climate in Europe was extremely anti-communist at the time, they knew they needed a new strategy, an ideology that would seduce the masses and keep the power in their hands. So they come up with a very clever idea, to rebrand the communism in Yugoslavia and to change its name into socialism. Not any type of socialism, but a very special type, the national socialism. Sounds familiar. The playbook they used to progress with their agenda was already tested in Nazi Germany. To establish national socialism, you must first install hatred in people. In order to create genocidal levels of hatred, you must divide people of one country in well-defined groups. In other words, you must create tribal or groupthink. This can be achieved in different ways. You can divide people by ethnicity, by race, by religion. You can let your imagination go wild. Since Yugoslavs were white and practically indistinguishable among themselves, the only card they could play was the religion card. Yugoslavia was very mixed religion-wise, and we had Orthodox Christian Serbs, Catholic Croats and Slovenes, and Muslim Bosnians. A perfect starting position. In the next phase, you must start making such social policies so terrible that will inevitably lead to the countless individual disadvantages. When the consequences of such government policies become obvious, you must start claiming that the cause of those inequalities is nothing but discrimination and hatred of one group towards another, and naturally, you must start screaming that those inequalities must be corrected by favoring the oppressed, discriminated group over the oppressor group. Enter national quotas for hiring. Now just replace national with race or women. Once the groups are formed and well-defined, it's needless to say that all the mainstream media in Yugoslavia were government-controlled and were fueling the narrative about mutual discrimination and hatred relentlessly. The growing fear and feeling of insecurity destroyed relationships, marriages, friendships. As fear of discrimination and hostility among groups were growing, people started retreating and isolating within their own groups because they didn't feel safe anymore with the individuals of the other group. All of a sudden, staged and very well organized mass protests started all over the country. Protests against the oppression and killing of one group by another. At first, those protests were peaceful, but soon enough, rioting and burning started. Now that you have the attention of the public, you need sparks. What is a spark? A spark is a convenient event of murdering of a random member of one group by a hateful member of another and you usually need more than one of those. At this point, people were still not completely divided. There were still reasonable people left, those who understood we are all one nation under God, and that we will not kill each other under any circumstances. They went out protesting together, 
singing for peace and holding their hands. But the hunger for the absolute power of socialists was stronger than our love for each other. And shootings and attacks at protesters continued. In the next phase, the tipping point with no return was reached. People started erecting barricades at the entrance of their cities, their neighborhoods, even on highways and roads. Barricades were guarded with armed civilians. Each and every attempt of the law enforcement to remove barricades and to de-escalate the situation was in vain, since they would be ambushed and killed. Peace couldn't be restored anymore, because headlines, photos and videos of dead people propagated through mass media became too explicit and horrifying. Even those hardcore idealists who believed in one nation under God, peace and love, snapped under the pressure. At that point, army was deployed to restore order. But they couldn't do much, because they were clueless about who was the perpetrator and who was the victim. Simply because there, there were perpetrators and victims on both sides. In the final stages, even the army was attacked during the negotiated retreat and 50 or 100 soldiers were killed. And just like that, Yugoslavia found itself in a civil war. City against city, village against village, family against family, and so on until the whole territories became cleaned of the members of the enemy group. Genocide, ethnic cleansing, relocation of hundreds of thousands of people were everyday news. It lasted four years. 100,000 people died. Some 500,000 were displaced. Those people lost everything. Yugoslavia was drowned in the bloods of thousands of innocent people and destroyed forever. You might wonder how we let that happen. How could we let things get so much out of control? That was because we didn't realize who were the real enemies. The enemies of the Yugoslav people as a whole. Instead, we were brainwashed into buying the story that we, the people, are the enemies of each other, while our true enemies were advancing with their sick, demented agenda, which had as the ultimate goal the total and unlimited power. This brings me to present times, the year 2020, and to you, American people. Unless you were living under the rock, you might have noticed that something very strange and vicious is happening in your country. But you're not exactly sure what it is and where it came from. Because the last time you checked, you were one nation under God, a country of free, independent individuals with equal rights under the law and core values of life, liberty and pursuit of happiness. All of a the sudden, there is protesting, rioting, arson, murder, destruction of public and private property, and lots of lots of people screaming how unbelievably racist and unjust America is. And before you even manage to prepare your morning coffee and turn the TV on, once United Americans are at each other's throat, and a bunch of nice and caring people on TV are telling you how you should accept the violence and hatred against Americans because you deserve it. If you have paid attention to what happened in Yugoslavia, I hope you have realized by now that your true enemies are not your fellow Americans. The ones who are, they want you to hate each other and to kill each other while they're taking away your constitutional rights, your freedoms, and your country, your heritage, your way of life, and the future of your children. Although it is more than obvious that there are very well-organized groups used as tools to install and amplify hate and to create division between Americans, there are only metastases which have spread through once healthy America. 
Of course, they are violent terrorist organizations and they must be removed as well. But the main cancer that is killing America, the one where all this mayhem is coming from, is somewhere else. The real and extremely dangerous enemies of American people are the elected officials in your government, in your states, in your courts. Representatives, governors, mayors, judges. The ones who are pulling the ropes. The ones who hate America and American people so much that would even sacrifice the life and prosperity of their own children just to see it burned to the ground and American blood spilled. Those are really sick, demented, ideologically possessed people. And they are in high positions in the government. They are governing your states, your cities and making decisions in your courts. You know very well who they are. You know very well what they already did to once beautiful and prosperous American states and cities. They are resentful, power and bloodthirsty. They want you and your children suffering in misery and begging them for mercy. They won't stop, no matter how much you try to appease them. Unless you, American people, stop them. You're maybe thinking this is not possible. But think again. How many of them tyrants are out there? And how many of you decent American people? What makes them think they can do whatever they want with you? That they can play you for a fool over and over again? And that they're invincible? What makes them think they're gods? Morally and intellectually superior compared to you, freedom-loving Americans? Yes, you guessed it. The fact that they managed to get away with it every single time. They faced no pushback and not a single consequence for their crimes against American people. The time has come for them to pay for their treason. How you should act? First thing that you must do, stop caring whether you've been called a racist, a white supremacist, a selfish person who wants to spread the C-1984, or whatever nice name they have for you. This irrational fear of stigma, a phobia of being called a racist, has way more destructive implications than you can even imagine. Stop caring whether you'll offend anyone. Number of people offended by you practicing your First Amendment rights is directly proportional to how successful you are in that. Which means, the more offended, the merrier. Stop attempting to have a fact or logic-based rational conversation. Stop explaining yourself. It's useless. You're wasting your precious time and energy. They have a playbook and changing their minds is not part of it. Second, exercise your Second Amendment rights. This means, study carefully and in detail gun laws in your state. Next, arm yourself. If you have never used a gun before, make sure to take a basic gun training. This is very important because you must know how to use a gun properly to protect yourself, your family and your property, so that you can avoid hurting yourself or innocent people as a consequence of improper gun use. Be a responsible gun owner. Third and most important, exercise your First Amendment rights. Of course, it is very important to vote in November, but I'm afraid it will not be enough. I have seen such a diversity of ways socialists used to steal the elections in Yugoslavia, and I'm absolutely sure your tyrants will give their best to do the same. You must act now. You must go out on the streets, peacefully assemble and protest against tyranny and infringement of your God-given rights. Millions and millions of you decent American people, you must have your voices heard. You must send a very loud and a very clear message to the elected officials in the federal government and in your states that enough is enough and that you want them to take action now against tyranny. Remind them why you voted for them and why they are elected. 
remind them of their sacred duty to protect the vision of founding fathers of the United States of America. Tell them you want your constitutional rights defended and protected. Tell them you want your history preserved. Tell them you want to be able to freely exercise your rights to free speech, to be able to freely and openly show the love for your country, to be able to proudly put American flag in front of your house, and to openly show your pride of your heritage, your culture and your nation. Tell them you stand proudly with American law enforcement and that you got their back in the same way you want them to have yours. Tell them you want to be treated as grown-up individuals who can make their own decisions. Tell them that there is no place for socialism in America. Tell them you want the traitors of American people out of their offices and out of government. Tell them you want them charged and prosecuted for treason and crimes against humanity and that if they're not removed from the government and from their offices, that you, freedom-loving Americans, will unleash all your anger on tyrants and you will remove them yourself. It is your constitutional obligation to protect the legacy of founding fathers and to fight against any form of tyrannical government which infringes upon your constitutional rights. Never forget why you celebrate the Independence Day. Don't be afraid whether you will get attacked for exercising your First Amendment rights. You certainly will be. If that happens, defend yourself. Remember, self-defense is not violence, no matter what they tell you and what they accuse you of. President Trump is on your side and on the side of liberty. Because if he weren't, they wouldn't try this hard to sabotage him in every way possible to make a nightmare out of his life and his presidency and to remove him from the office. He's in their way of them getting what they want. But he cannot fight this battle alone. He's having a very hard time right now defending your freedoms. That's why you must show him you stand tall and proud with him, united in a fight against tyranny, against hate and violence, and against the ultimate evil of socialism. You must show your open and unlimited support to his vision of draining the swamp and protecting the law and order and freedoms of American people. You must understand that, besides being a gatekeeper of free America, President Trump is also a gatekeeper of the free world. This means that if we, free people of the world, lose America, we will lose the world as well. You must not make the same mistakes as Yugoslavs made because the only casualties of our mistakes were ourselves. This is different because now the future of the whole free world is in your hands. Having all that said, I hope you will go out on 4th of July in tens of millions and celebrate Independence Day with your presidents as you should, as free Americans. God bless President Trump and God bless America. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't even know who that is. Um, Yugoslavian lady um, issues this warning. This was done, this video was produced on the 23rd. I'm not uh, sure, like I said, who she is. But um, this was reported to me by, of course, citizen journalist. And I said, ah, ah especially uh, the... Um, Especially about the Balkans, which of course was Bill Clinton's war. See, they had the warm-up for what America would look like in 2020. They've had this warm-up. I, I think it was a drill 
in many respects what happened in Yugoslavia. And, you know, of course, there's um, a, a, a very big Muslim connection in U Yugoslavia, the Bosnian Muslims. Uh, and again, one of the things that was interesting, I um, at the when the the wall collapsed in 1989, and I went to in '92, I went to um, East Germany and saw the refugees that were pouring in from Yugoslavia into Germany by way of East Germany. By the way, it was uh, uh, quite uh, spectacular. I mean, it was spectacular to see the numbers of people as refugees pretty much dressed in the ethnic garb of the 40s because remember that Yugoslavia being a communist country was not, it was a, while progressive in many sense under Tito it uh, really had become repressive with the socialism that she was talking about and um, it was interesting I even um, went so far as to do an interview of um, Mr. Ponish who was running to be president of Yugoslavia at the time. He was from actually Newport Beach, California. And um, I did an interview of him down in Costa Mesa at the time, uh, right after he was running. But he had been basically pushed out of Yugoslavia at the time. And had he won, it would have been a whole different picture. But he was, a farm, uh, he was the president of ICN Pharmaceuticals. And he was from Yugoslavia. He actually was a partisan with... Uh, Tito, and you got to understand the history of of the, the Balkans and so on. But in World War II, Tito was fighting against the Nazis, and because the Germans uh, came into Yugoslavia and basically conquered them, and um, you know put many of them to death, especially anybody who was uh, in resistance to them, and, and installed the Bosnian Muslim Serbs as a as an army uh, that would stand up uh, they were they were part of nazis uh, the nazi army the muslims of the nazis as they were known and um, adolf hitler was uh, very very much involved with that whole thing and in setting up those the nazis as uh, the the muslim nazis in bosnia of course that was the the big thing of tito he was fighting against the muslim uh herd i guess you would say or horde uh, that was created from bosnian muslims by Adolf Hitler during World War II. And as Tito, being the partisan, was a communist, he managed at the end of the war to destroy, with the help of the Allies and the Russians, the Soviets, uh, that particular army that was created by um, Adolf Hitler. And, of course, it became a, a Cold War era, Iron Curtain uh, country, all of Yugoslavia, which it was uh, part of... You know, Croatia and Bosnia and Yugoslavia. Those it ultimately were those three areas that were combined, and uh, it was interesting the Tito part of this. There's a whole big history about Tito, and about how he was sort of the rebellious communist against the Soviet the Soviet Union or against Moscow in the Soviet Union, and so that, that's why I say it was a little bit more progressive in Yugoslavia uh, from a from a tourist standpoint and you know you have people could could actually from the from the west come and visit but the the one thing that took place and this is the more salient part of this is that when tito came in with colonialism he felt really pretty much that you know uh, religion was the opiate of the masses so everybody from the time of tito after world war ii until really the liberation 
of um, Yugoslavia uh, by the partisans starting in the 90s, 89, 90, 91, 92-ish, they had completely sterilized anything of religion to the people, anything. There was no, there were no church services. Uh, you couldn't have any icons in your house. They would come. The, the The secret police would come in if you had any kind of iconology going on. Uh, they would strip the houses of of religious icons, and so you had Muslims and Christians and Orthodox and uh, um, well, it was a, a Catholics that were all stripped literally stripped of anything religious. So from 1945 until the 90s, there was no religion taught. They allowed them to wear their ethnic garb, which was interesting. And that was, I think, more of a way to, you know, identify uh, who they were in their own countries because, you know, they were a white population, as she was saying, but there was one thing that was an identifier for them, and that's what clothing they wear. And that was the big takeaway when I was on the, the uh, at the Bonhof in in uh, Berlin, when I saw all the refugees and the woman who was helping me was the conductor to understand that all these people, hundreds of people, sitting along the railroad tracks, waiting for trains to go over to West Germany. By the way, uh, were all d- clearly identified by the clothing that they were wearing, their ethnic garb, what they had on their head, what they had on their on their on their body was was the way in which they were identified, which is really very interesting. But from a religious standpoint, no one knew anything about their own religion that they every day dressed in. Stay with us. More to come here on Agenda 21 Radio. Protecting your phone conversations from snooping agencies, foreign governments, and those who would use your conversations to hurt you and your family is the most important action that you can take today. DEF, Defense Enabling Assisting Framework, protects all your conversations and text messages. Don't find your conversations on social media sites or in the storage bins with big governments around the world. Protect your conversations today with the DEF system. I've used the DEF system since 2014 and have been 100% protected. Go to A21R.com. That's A21R.com. The fasting mimicking diet is... Sign up for the DEF system today. That's A21R.com and sign up for the DEF system today. Protect your conversations today with the DEF system. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. My pillow will get you into that deep sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose and here's my best offer ever you can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free call 800-266-4715 that's 800-266-4715 we use the promo code agenda 800-266-4715 promo code agenda for the best night's sleep in the whole wide world visit mypillow.com 
Agenda 21 Radio is brought to you by Aran Solar. Yes, if you want to make sure your house is powered and you want solar, go to Rom Solar. But also, because of the recent behavior of California, boy, how appropriate it is we're talking about that right now. Shutting off power to 43 counties is not a fun thing. And by the way, it doesn't need to happen. But if it does happen, you need to be prepared. Get yourself a generator for your house. Rom Solar can do just that. It can provide electrical power at any time for any shortage that possible. On. If it, your power pops off, they will pop on with a generator. All you need to do is give them a call at 866-676-5276. That's 866-676-5276. That's a ROM Solar, the best solar you can get, but also the best generation you can get when your house runs out of energy. Don't let yourself be held hostage by the energy companies any longer. That's 866-676-5276, a ROM Solar. We're also a nation of laws. That's part of our tradition. We're sending out an SOS to the last vestiges of freedom, democracy, and the American way of life. Paul Preston with Agenda 21. century there existed a country in southeastern Europe called Yugoslavia. Today, however, what used to be Yugoslavia is now six fully independent countries, plus one more self-declared independent country, but more on that later. So why exactly did Yugoslavia split up? Well, before we look at why it split up, let's first look at how it came to be. For this, we need to go back to 1918 and the end of World War I. Yugoslavia was created from the Kingdom of Serbia, the Kingdom of Montenegro and what used to be territories of the Austria-Hungarian Empire. The country was originally called the Kingdom of Serbs, Croats and Slovenes but later changed its name to the Kingdom of Yugoslavia. This lasted until about 1941 when Yugoslavia was occupied by the Axis powers of Nazi Germany and Fascist Italy during World War II. The Axis powers installed their own puppet governments which effectively ended the Kingdom of Yugoslavia. In 1945, after the Allied victory in World War II, Yugoslavia was re-established, this time as a socialist state, a federation of six republics, Slovenia, Croatia, Bosnia and Herzegovina, Serbia, Montenegro and Macedonia. After initially siding with Joseph Stalin and the Soviet Union, Yugoslavia remained neutral throughout the Cold War and even went on to become one of the founding members of the non-aligned movement. Throughout Yugoslavia's existence, there had always been ethnic tensions between the various ethnic groups. This would ultimately lead to the country's collapse, but under the rule of their first president, Josef Broz Tito, these tensions were largely kept under control, as he promoted brotherhood and unity between the six republics, and always tried to suppress nationalism, sometimes by force. The death of Tito in 1980 is often viewed as the beginning of the end of Yugoslavia. During the 1980s, Yugoslavia's economy took a turn for the worse, ethnic tensions began to rise and nationalism began to grow in some of the individual republics. This, coupled with the fall of communism throughout the world, all contributed to what would become the Yugoslav Wars and the breakup of Yugoslavia. The ruling political party in the country was the League of Communists. There were eight members, the six republics as well as the two autonomous provinces of Serbia, Vojvodina and Kosovo. In 1986, Slobodan Milosevic became the leader of the Serbian branch. Milosevic and his supporters were uncomfortable with the autonomous provinces of Serbia as Belgrade had very little control over the politics in these parts of the country. 
Supporters of Milosevic, through large protests known as the Rallies of Truth, managed to overthrow the political leaders in Kosovo, Vojvodina and Montenegro, which were replaced by allies of Milosevic. Serbia had effectively created a voting bloc, having four of the eight votes. The other Yugoslav republics, especially Slovenia, openly criticised these actions. In 1989, the autonomy of the province of Kosovo was abolished. Kosovo was about 80% ethnic Albanian, with ethnic Serbs being in the minority. Unsurprisingly, the Albanian majority were extremely unhappy with this motion, and this led to the Kosovo miner strike in which more than 1,300 Albanian miners went on a hunger strike. During what would become the last meeting of the League of Communists, there was a heated debate between the Slovenian and the Serbian leaders about the structure of Yugoslavia. Slovenia called for more autonomy for the individual republics, while Serbia wanted more unity and centralisation. The Slovenian delegates left the Congress meeting in protest and were soon followed by the Croatians and Macedonians. After the League of Communists was dissolved, multi-party elections took place in all six of the republics for the first time. The Croatian people voted into power the newly established Croatian Democratic Union Party and their leader, Franko Tuđman. The new Croatian flag was raised as the country moved towards its declaration of independence, which later followed. Croatia's population was mostly ethnic Croats, but the country also had a large minority of Serbs. Large regions of Croatia had Serbian majorities, especially along the border with Bosnia. For many Croatian Serbs, the newly elected government was something that caused serious concern. Many Serbs remembered the last time that Croatia was an independent country, the independent state of Croatia, during World War II, governed by the ultra-nationalist fascist group Ustashi, allied with Nazi Germany. The extremist group of Croats took part in the Holocaust, committing genocide against ethnic Serbs. So in 1990, many Serbs had all too vivid memories of the atrocities committed to their people just half a century before and many worried about the newly elected government in Croatia. In a Serb-majority town of Kinin, the local Serbs started a rebellion, blocking off key roads throughout Croatia. Croatian Special Forces helicopters were sent to resolve the rebellion by force. However, while en route, Yugoslav army fighter jets flew alongside them and ordered them to turn back or be shot down. They returned to base. This was when the gravity of the situation became apparent. This wasn't just some local Serbian rebellion, they were being assisted by the Yugoslav National Army. In the following weeks and months, the army also provided the rebels with weapons. Many more of the Serb-dominated areas in Croatia started rebellions, taking control of the Serb-majority towns, seeking to join Serbia. Three separate rebel groups proclaimed themselves independent from Croatia. These three groups would later join together and seek unification with Serbia. On the 25th of June 1991, Slovenia and Croatia both officially declared their independence. Of course, by this point, the Yugoslav wars had already begun, but they were thus far mostly confined to Croatia between the Croats and the Serbs. However, with Slovenia declaring their independence, this brought them into the war as well. The Yugoslav army travelled to Slovenia with a goal of asking them to politely reconsider their independence. Two days after their declaration of independence began what became known as the 10-day war between Slovenia and the Yugoslav army. Relative to the other wars within Yugoslavia, there were very few casualties. After these 10 days of war, under the sponsorship of the European community, an agreement was signed between Slovenia, Croatia and Yugoslavia. The document sought to open up negotiations between the parties to resolve things peacefully. Yugoslavia withdrew their army, but the agreement did very little to actually stop the fighting. Yugoslavia were preparing for a massive attack on Slovenia with tanks, air force and artillery. Their military power was far superior and they could easily take control of Slovenia. However, Serbia's authorization was required, but Serbia refused. The Serbian representatives within Yugoslavia didn't care if Slovenia left. 
Slovenia was a country of almost entirely ethnic Slovenes. Because there were very few Serbs within Slovenia, Serbia didn't care if they left. Croatia, on the other hand, was a different story. Therefore, Serbia were unwilling to let them leave so easily. Okay, I, I think you might be getting the drift of what the young lady from Yugoslavia was talking about. And uh, this is all occurring around anywhere from about 1980, uh, the breakup, all the way until about 1992-93, when it became what's called Bill Clinton's War. And there's a great book out called The Balkan Ghosts. And I can't remember the author of this. I actually have talked to him several times years ago, years ago when this book came out. And uh, I was uh, considering traveling, actually, to um, Yugoslavia during this time frame, during the war when this whole thing was breaking up and you were starting to get the various elements of uh, Yugoslavia, which was unified by Tito. And you heard them talking about Tito. And Tito was kind of an interesting character in that he 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 cleansed he cleansed everybody of their religious beliefs which you know during the time of Tito up until 45 to 1980 you had an entire population who did not know what each and every one of their religions were but they had the clothes on and that's the tell we'll come back to this stay with us you're listening to agenda 21 radio Protecting your phone conversations from snooping agencies, foreign governments, and those who would use your conversations to hurt you and your family is the most important action that you can take today. DEF, Defense Enabling Assisting Framework, protects all your conversations and text messages. Don't find your conversations on social media sites or in the storage bins with big governments around the world. Protect your conversations today with the DEF system. I've used the DEF system since 2014 and have been 100% protected. Go to A21R.com, that's A21R.com, and sign up for the DEF system today. That's A21R.com and sign up for the DEF system today. Protect your conversations today with the DEF system. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. My pillow will get you into that deep sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow. And I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing. Nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Call 800-266-4715. That's 800-266-4715. And use the promo code AGENDA. 800-266-4715. Promo code AGENDA. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Agenda 21 Radio is brought to you by Aram Solar. 
Yes, if you want to make sure your house is powered and you want solar, go to Rom Solar. But also, because of the recent behavior of California, boy, how appropriate it is we're talking about that right now. Shutting off power to 43 counties is not a fun thing. And by the way, it doesn't need to happen. But if it does happen, you need to be prepared. Get yourself a generator for your house. Rom Solar can do just that. It can provide electrical power at any time for any shortage that pops on. If it, your power pops off, they will pop on with a generator. All you need to do is give them a call at 866-676-5276. That's 866-676-5276. That's a ROM Solar, the best solar you can get, but also the best generation you can get when your house runs out of energy. Don't let yourself be held hostage by the energy companies any longer. That's 866-676-5276, a ROM Solar. Duh. Back to Agenda 21 Radio with your host, Paul Preston. You know, there's a lot to be said about this uh, video that, that was produced by this young lady. I, I got to get her name. I mean, <laughs> it, it's it's dynamite, but I got to get her name. So we're going to put out the call out there. Some of you that are currently listening and you know, if you could do a little bit of research for me, I'd appreciate that. It's, uh, I usually don't put these things out unnamed, but uh, in this case, I thought her content was so superior. I said, I got to do this one. But um, this whole history of the Balkans and the breakup of the Yugoslavia is very, very compelling. It, it's also as equally as compelling as the formation of Yugoslavia, as they were talking about in this last video. The formation happened after World War One, Right. And, um, you know, they tried to keep the country together with all these different ethnic groups. And when they actually did understand their religion, like I say, the, one of the, the, the greatest things that happened and one of the most important things I learned about as I did several interviews of missionaries, and I was actually going to do a missionary thing in Yugoslavia. This is uh, back in 1993, in that era, and uh, I was considering it. But the missionaries that went in, and I know this to be true because I know several people that have been in this case now, they all were um, dumbfounded about the fact that the religious ethnic groups did not understand their own religions. Muslims had no idea what it was like to be associated with Islam. None, or Christians, Protestants, let alone Orthodox Christians, what that what that even had any meaning to? Because Bibles, everything else was banned for years, sterilized. Thanks for listening. Stay strong, America. We're sending out an SOS to the last vestiges of freedom, democracy, and the American way of life. Paul Preston. With Agenda 21. You're listening to Paul Preston's Agenda 21 Radio. Stay tuned for more of Paul Preston's Agenda 21 Radio. This is AENN, American Exceptionalism News Network.